to the 31st episode of The Week with Roger, a conversation between analysts about all things telecom, media, and technology from Recon Analytics. I'm Don Kellogg, and with me as always is Roger Entner. How are you doing, Roger? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. So this week we're talking C-band deployment, and we've invited Adam Copy of Verizon to chat. Adam is an SVP of technology strategy and planning at Verizon. Adam, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Don. Thanks, Roger. I really appreciate you guys offering me the invite to be here. Absolutely. So let's get started. Uh, Verizon spent $45 billion on the C-band auction, more than any other carrier. And a significant portion of that was on A-Block, uh, which is Spectrum that will be available this coming December, as opposed to December of 2023. What is Verizon doing to hit the ground running with all that valuable A-Block Spectrum? Yeah, great, great question, Don. And, and it's obviously one of my favorite topics to talk about because so much time and effort went into getting us to this point. And uh, the outcome of this auction was so incredibly positive for Verizon because it helps us to accelerate all the plans we have in place on 5G. So for fixed and mobile customers, for enterprise and consumer, this is a great addition to the arsenal that we have and will help provide 5G use cases the bandwidth they need for years to come. When you look at the spectrum that we won licenses for, we were particularly focused on the first tranche of spectrum that's available for clearing at the end of this year. There was 100 megahertz available in that block, and we won licenses for 60 megahertz in all of the top 46 PEAs around the country, the partial economic areas. That 60 megahertz should be cleared as of December 5th of this year. And because of the healthy ecosystem that exists globally for this spectrum, the equipment landscape, the chipset landscape, the device landscape is all very mature already. So we've been able to actually do some prep work and start preparing sites uh, with equipment in hand, I would add, already in those top 46 PEAs. You know, we have some aggressive targets for our deployment, and that work is already well underway. So we're really excited, A, about the, the outcome of the auction, obviously, but B, the availability of equipment from our key suppliers, chipset support and device support for this band is, is very mature. So it leads to a very rapid deployment. Yeah, and you made some announcements already with tower companies that will help you accelerate that that build out, right? Yeah, very good point, Roger. You know, we've had a long-standing and healthy relationship with the tower companies in the industry, and there was some work we could do during the quiet period of this and the events leading up to the auction, but really not much. So, you know, we really had to wait for this auction to conclude to engage in those deeper discussions with our tower partners. As, you know, once the quiet period ended, we could talk freely about the assets we acquired licenses to. Um, we leveraged those longstanding relationships with our key tower partners, structured fantastic um, arrangement with them to get work done rapidly. So you'll see us work very closely with our tower partners to get our infrastructure in place. Again, goal is to prep between seven and 8,000 sites um, in 2021 for deployment. So we have a lot of work to do when we've got the best team to do it. And relationships like those with our tower partners are going to help that cause tremendously. Yeah. And the, the A block, which you, which was like in, in your uh, target signs and where you, where you won everything, uh, is right adjacent to the CBRS spectrum. And you're probably the biggest provider or you have the, the most robust CBRS network in the country. Do they work together? Can you use the same infrastructure and antennas or do you have to basically go back to every cell site and put a different antenna up? How does that work? Yeah, excellent question. And, uh, and just for clarity too, on the licenses themselves, 
60 megahertz in that first A block, and then between 140 and 200 megahertz in the you know the remaining um, blocks that are going to free up at the end of 2023. So overall, you know, a really strong augmentation of the best wireless network um, with additional bandwidth here dedicated to 5G. When you compare C-band and CBRS, there's a couple of distinct differences that are important. CBRS, and, and you're right, Roger, we've been very aggressive with CBRS, even from the early days of the, the CBRS Alliance, which later turned into the Ongo Alliance, bringing 3.5 gigahertz to market in a shared manner. We focused initially on deployment of the GAA version of CBRS. That's the unlicensed version. We have thousands of those nodes in place. There are power restrictions for CBRS that really make it very well suited for you know, indoor and outdoor small cells in building systems because it is more like a small cell band based on the use rules from the FCC. We've since acquired our priority access licenses, again, another auction that recently concluded, and are now upgrading our sites on the network um, via software to use those priority access licenses. But CBRS is very well positioned for small cell use. Now, when you compare that to C-band, the 3.7 to 3.9 range, that's more of a high power band, if you will. So the deployment of those two different kinds of spectrum are somewhat different. CBRS, you're targeting small cells, whereas with C-band, you're pursuing more of your, you know, your rooftop, your, your tower-mounted type installations. So not a lot of commonality in how the two types of spectrum are being deployed. So we view them differently today. And, and naturally, obviously, with CBRS, today that's dedicated to 4G LTE services. It has a roadmap for in 2021, actually, to 5G NR on CBRS as well. So while they have, uh, they you know, our neighbors in the band, if you will, their deployment mechanisms are very different. So we'll be deploying C-band, you know, on its own, if you will. CBRS will continue on its track with our small cell and in-building deployments. And and how about propagation? As we go up in the frequency bands, signals have a harder and harder time to to get through walls. You have a very dense network in urban areas. And a lot of the usage is indoors. So there's a use case for large venues, airports, and the like. There's the use case for uh, private use in homes. How does this work? Do you think you have the right propagation for for both? And how are these things being solved? Yeah, it's really a good, good question when it comes to the context of how mid-band spectrum is going to you know, you know, penetrate your traditional building materials, right? A couple of things that we saw with millimeter wave, you know, low E glass, millimeter wave doesn't penetrate very well. So the market then actually generated solutions to help alleviate that problem with some different types of antennas and things of that nature. We don't have necessarily the same challenges with C-band. Mid-band spectrum basically penetrates building materials and surfaces like that in the same manner. So our PCS and AWS uh, cell site grid, if you will, which is deployed in, in urban, suburban, rural locations all over the, the country and provides a foundation for our award-winning 4G LTE network, we expect similar penetration from our C-band spectrum holdings. And using that same grid of cell sites that we have is a really logical and efficient way for us to have a wide deployment of this dedicated 5G asset in C-band across a large footprint. When it comes to, you know, how that, you know, our 5G network is going to be used, we absolutely expect our customers to experience that, you know, externally and internally in their home and outside of it, in their office location and outside of it. 
And while some solutions, enterprises, office buildings, airports, and venues, like you mentioned before, require dedicated in-building systems, C-band propagation will care for those normal indoor use cases on its own without any special type of augmentation there. So we see our, 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 you know, our cell site network that exists today as being a really good enabler of a strong foundational C-band experience. Great. And how, when you look at it, and if we expand it further out, Verizon has been launching uh, wireless to the home solutions. And you currently are offering it using 4G in rural parts. You're currently offering it using millimeter wave in dense urban parts. Where does C-band fit in? Because we did some analysis, and when you're looking at customers using 500 gigabytes or even a terabyte, C-band alone in a densely populated area doesn't seem to be enough. How are you going to bridge that issue? Yeah, it's no secret that the you know the demand for uh, home broadband uh, and maybe the pandemic taught everyone some lessons here <laughs> is greater than ever before. And you know the thing that excites us the most about uh, the assets that we have that we can allocate to fixed wireless access is that we can now compete in more markets than ever before. So in our FiOS franchise footprint, obviously, we have a best-in-class fiber broadband solution that meets our customers' needs. We have tremendous insight from our customers on their experience there, type of data volume they're, they're using. When we look at how we're going to deploy fixed wireless across our footprint, C-band becomes an accelerator to plans that we already have in place. Certainly, as we're rolling out 5G home markets today, that's on our industry-leading millimeter wave bandwidth. It provides a tremendous solution for 5G home in the densest parts of the network. We have you know, an, an ample amount of asset in millimeter wave to provide those, those home broadband solutions in the densest parts of the network. When you add C-band on you know, to that equation, that allows us to expand uh, the reach, if you will, of our fixed wireless access offerings on 5G. You'll see us, um, in fact, talk about the number of households that will be covered by that as we move through our deployment program. And it provides us an opportunity to reach more homes with a, a very compelling 5G home broadband solution. That'll be part and parcel our, to our deployment. So one of the things that we've talked about frequently with our millimeter wave 5G home solution is there's one network going in the ground that provides fixed and mobile use cases. C-band will be you know, viewed the same way, if you will. And as with all things, as traffic rises on the network, we look to ensure that customer experience is robust and it meets their needs. And we will deploy all the assets that we have at our disposal to do that. So we really look forward to having a C-band asset in place to help accelerate our fixed wireless plans around the country. Yeah, especially, you know, when you look at what you bought in C-band, I think a lot of people were surprised that you had such a dense or, or deep 200 megahertz in many rural parts of the country. Yeah, it's the, the collection of assets that we acquired licenses to here is, is really phenomenal. Like I'll give a ton of kudos and credit to our auction team. You know, obviously, we targeted that first 100 megahertz that was, uh, you know, clearing at the end of this year, thrilled with the result of 60 megahertz in the top 46 PEAs, again, all dedicated to 5G, fixed and mobile there. And then when you expand out into the second chunk of spectrum that's going to clear at the end of 2023, between 140 and 200 megahertz 
in that clearing range. A lot of that is, in fact, tied to the more rural parts of the country. In fact, there are markets where we're going to be able to come to market with a broadband solution where we're deploying 200 megahertz worth of bandwidth that we can use for fixed and mobile applications. So, you know, that that was by design. It provides a great way to go expand the broadband reach of our, our 5G home offering. And we can't wait to get that spectrum deployed in, in, in front of our customers. So it looks like increasingly it, it's going to be a multi-horse race when we look at, at rural broadband. You know, we're talking about the Biden plan of bringing broadband to everybody. That one seems to be very fiber heavy. But when I look at what you said with some of the other wireless providers, the plans that they said, it looks like we will cover this with multiple technologies. Yeah, I think, you know, probably the important takeaway there, Roger, is when, when you look at what the customer needs and where they are and, and how you're going to provide a broadband service for them, it's not one answer for everybody. <laughs> you know, if you look at our Fios product, right, that is dedicated fiber to the prem, to the home, providing gig-like gig speeds for those customers. And you start breaking down the individual needs that customers have all over the country, our ability to tailor solutions to the market, right, to the customer we're trying to solve for is really best in class. We've got a suite of assets here that really no one can match. And as broadband needs grow and change and evolve over time, we feel extremely confident in our ability to adapt to those needs based on the assets in our portfolio. And that's really just the nature of, of running networks like these. And, you know, whether it's wired or wireless, having a deep set of assets, more tools in the toolbox, if you will, to be able to engineer a solution for the customer that wins every time. Uh, that's what we've done in the past, and that's what we'll continue to do in the future. Awesome. You know, thank you very much for for coming on the show. And this was terrific. And and I think it gave me and, and I'm sure Don also a, a more insights and a deeper appreciation of what you're doing. Well, it's one of my favorite topics to talk about. So if you have any follow-ups, feel free to reach out. You know, C-Band is a really exciting time for us. Again, built on a foundation of just an incredible network that we're putting in front of our customers. So happy to share any more details you'd like to hear about. Terrific. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you, Adam. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you.